day It's a getting closer Going faster than a roller coaster Love like yours will surely come my way Hey, hey, hey Every day it's a getting faster Welcome to Reservations. We are your hosts. I'm Rain Wing. And I'm thinking about changing my name to Jeremy Exotic. So, oh, no. Oh, yeah, man. We have been uh, talking about the Tiger King documentary, oh, which yeah, I for sure. started. It's amazing. Uh, Rain is in for some crazy episodes ahead. Uh, I have finished it, um, and so Alex and I have been bombarding him with all of these references that he doesn't get yet. So. Yeah, I, I, I talked to my mom about it, and she said Scott binged it. Because, as he referred to it, is it's a train wreck. It is a train wreck. I mean, you, these people are absolutely insane. Although I will say, do do be on the record. Carol Baskin is a monster. <laughs> <laughs> I will. I will go on record and say, I knew it from. As soon as they introduced her. As soon her? as they introduced Carol Baskin, I was like, oof, I don't like this woman. And then it just gave me more and more reason to hate her so much. And so I would like to say here, I hate Carol Baskin, and she for sure murdered her husband. So. You know, I, I've been hearing so much about her. You know, it's just so crazy that, like, we live in a day and age with, like, the Internet where this – I mean, I wasn't going to say poor woman, but, like, if she yeah. didn't do it, she's not a poor woman. Um, but this woman <laughs> – has to deal with this now for the rest of her life. All the memes that I've seen. Yeah, it's pretty great. Um, I mean, I'll be honest. When they, yeah, when they brought her on screen, um, first of all, I, did, I didn't like uh, her company's name, Big Cat Rescue. I'm like, that's just you sound like you should be selling uh, like tractors. Yeah, it does sound a lot like a like a tractor supply. And company. then and then it didn't hit me until you said it that you know the whole point of her company is to provide a sanctuary to tigers and lions, and you know it's most ju- sanctuaries it's, it's just as bad if not worse than a zoo. Uh, well, then the zoos she's complaining about, than Joe's or you know anyone else's. Um, yeah, it, the cages are smaller, and you know I was waiting for her to say they're here until they get healthy, and then we send them back to the wild or whatever. Mm-hmm. But then she's like, they die here, you know? Yeah. And it's like, then you're no better than, you're actually worse because you're, you know, excusing the fact from what you're doing, right? Yeah, like, yeah, because the, the part- you are going to get so much more information about this woman here in a few episodes and you are just going to hate her so much. Like, they, uh, <laughs> like, the last part I remember seeing is how she was, she was ragging on uh, Joe by going, you know, like he breeds those animals, and I'm like, um, but how, but you know, if you just let your animals die, like live out old age, I mean, I mean, yeah, I could see where someone might say like, oh, that's that's so good of you, you're letting them live a full life, but technically, no animal should be in captivity, even if it's for sanctuary, yeah, except for Joe's. Um, <laughs> Joe Exotic is. <laughs> I, I can't believe he's a real person. So they, they've been, so you know, in the as you know, in the first episode, they they intercut some of his music videos, which is amazing. That that will continue to happen. I by was the way. like, oh my god! And I was like, is he on iTunes? He's not. He's not. No. Well, I looked. When, when he was showing uh, Eric the documentary, documentarian, he was like, yeah, we got my two albums here, and I'm like, oh, he's got albums, and they're in DVD cases. 
And he's like, yeah, that's 28 songs, 16 music videos. It's like, God yeah, damn. It's a lot, yeah. Um, he, he's great. Uh, he's, so, he's a maniac. I mean, they're they're all crazy. But, yeah, um, I know that's like one of the things they said in like the, the Netflix synopsis is like, how could any of this be true? Yeah, I mean, it is. He's a real person, and I just can't believe he's a real person. But anyway, yeah. Um, um, so everyone to, needs to watch Tiger King if to, you haven't already. To change it from this little bit of lightheartedness to something that's uh, not so lighthearted. Yeah. Uh, today's movie, which uh, if any of you listened last week, uh, today's also a Jeremy pick because I owed him for not finishing Hereditary. Yeah. Um, and so this week is. We need to talk about Kevin. Yeah. Which, <clears throat> the title itself, like, you could say it anyway. So, as I've told you, because you asked me, how is it, you know, how do I work from home? And I tell you, I pretty much sit here and look at my computer mm-hmm. for eight hours a day. Um, <sighs> one of the trainings quotes uh, that, I, that I did today, no, no, yesterday, actually, uh, which is kind of coincidental that yesterday I actually watched the movie um, you know you could say the title in any like way mm-hmm. and it still could mean the same thing like hey we need to talk about Kevin or like putting emphasis oh, on certain so you're words saying the literal inflection yeah. of how you say it oh okay that's interesting yeah and yeah so uh, this movie is remarkable it's amazing I, I've seen it Tons of times I've been watching it for nine years now. Um, and didn't it didn't it take this movie a while to get released? Um, it, it did. I, I remember when I saw the trailer for it, I had to wait about a year before I was able to see it. Hmm. Um, just because you know I live in Midland and we yeah. don't get anything. So yeah, well, and especially and, stuff like this. There's and no way. I'm going to be honest. <laughs> the ten minutes of just logos. Yeah, of the different companies that help yeah. produce this movie. Yeah, I was like, "Good lord, lot. is it ever going to end?" Yeah, it's a lot. Um, but which is a shame because, especially you know, Lynn Ramsey is such an amazing filmmaker that you know it's all it's always taking her a long time to get films made. No, which is a shame because you know all of her stuff is this good. And uh, I want to mention to everyone, I did finish watching this movie. Yeah, you did. We made sure. <laughs> um, okay. So, we need to talk about Kevin is a film adaptation of the Lionel Shriver uh, book of the same name. Um, and as far as I could tell, because I was doing some research today on the book as well, they kept pretty close. It's pretty close. To um, the book. The only difference is um, really the the act itself yeah. that, that Kevin does at the end, we'll get there, is, uh, is a little different, right? Okay. Um, but the relationship he has with his mother, his father, his sister, that's all the same. Right. Well, I should say his mother's relationship relationship with him because it's from her perspective, right? So it's um, it, that's all the same. Right. Right. So what this movie does so well is it is it does everything well. Is what I mean by that is everything means something. So there is not one frame of this movie that is there just for filler, right? Right. Everything means something. Well, I read a, a bit of trivia that said that <clears throat> the colors of the target yeah. are in every frame, every scene of the yeah. movie. Yeah, every scene has red, yellow, and blue, and white. So, um, 
I mean, red is a very prominent color in the in the movie in general. Mm. Uh, but the other colors are also there in every scene, at yeah. least a little bit. Yeah. So, I, I really want us, because, because the movie, you know, I paid very close attention to everything. You have to. Yeah. Um, instead of doing what we normally do, doing like a brief synopsis and then going back in and kind of, mm. well, I mean, oh, well, never mind. I stopped myself. We should still do that. Okay. Because I feel like it... Because I wanted to just jump right in and just start breaking everything down from scene one yeah. to the final scene, but um, people still need to know what this movie's about. Well, I mean, yeah. I mean, obviously, if you haven't watched it, turn this off, go watch it, then come back, because, I mean, spoilers. Um, for uh, Because this... I mean, this podcast is for people who have already saw yeah. the movie and wanting a little more information or just wanting to hear people talk about it. I don't yeah. know. Uh, that's... For, you know. for a nine-year-old movie. Yeah. Nine? Uh, it is not. Yeah, it uh, came out in 2011. I probably saw it in 2012, so that's about eight years okay. then, uh, that I've been watching this movie at least once a year, maybe. Um, maybe more. Because uh, I've usually, shown it to people before, too. I usually say this at the end, but <clears throat> with how much this bummed me out, it'll probably be a little while before I decide to really? watch it again. Because uh, I, I do want to watch it again. I don't know how quickly the turnaround was. Cause For I, you? Yeah, because I remember I was so excited. I was, I just started college, and I was still living at home. And I was like, "Mom, check this out. You got it. You got to see the trailer for this. This is gonna be. This is gonna be great." And mm. I showed her the trailer for it, and she goes, "When that comes out, let me know." And so, as soon as it was available, I went and bought two copies. I bought one for me and one for her. Um, and, and I was like, here you go. Let me know what you think. You know what I mean? And I saw it first, and then I, I let her know, you know, there's some rough stuff in there. Yeah. You may you may not like it. I, right? I think I think the reason why... She ended up watching it, by the way, years later. But Yeah. I think I think the reason why it bummed me out so much is the the relationship between mother and son. Yeah. You know, father fathers and son movies are you know, they they have a different kind of feel to them. Sorry, I I'm I'm chuckling because I <laughs> my dad and I have this bit where um we'll always say like, hmm, I was never close to my father or he'll say <laughs> I was never close to my son. You know, he'll he'll say shit like that yeah. and then he'll he purposefully will tell other people in front of me that he's proud of them. <laughs> <laughs> so we we have this bit that we do. It's not a bit. It hurts my feelings. But um, it, it, I'm just kidding. Only cry in the shower. Um, but, yeah, so... Um, yeah, but, you know, but I think with a movie, you know, most movies don't tackle a relationship between not, mother and son. Not normally, no. N- not like this. No, absolutely not. And I think that's why it bummed me out so much because, you know, I have a... You know, I have a good relationship with both my parents. You know, me and my mom talk about movies constantly. But I was like, man, I don't think I could ever get to this point. No. No, and it's sort of a... I mean, no. Hopefully no one is, right? Yeah. I mean, that's sort of the the whole thing. So, okay. Okay. Would you like a synopsis? I'll do it really quick. Yeah, because if I do it, I'll just well, in, talk about okay, the Okay, so uh, the film jumps back and forth from past to present. Mm-hmm. Right, present is two years after uh, the incident that took place. Yeah, um, and I couldn't nail down a time. Which I'll be honest, I'm, towards the end, I was like, oh, I don't really care what no, time this takes place. I, no, you assume you it's just know sort it's of modern, early two thousands, maybe. Yeah. Uh, de- you know when they move into the suburbs, 
they have that television that's gigantic. Yeah. Right? Um, and they built a cabinet for it. Um, and so you would think it's like early 2000s or something like that. Yeah. When they when they first move in, when he is a small child. Yeah, seven or eight. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. All right. So how's so, back and forth? All right. So uh, Eva and Franklin are married. They have a child. It's the last thing she wants. She wants to travel the world. That's all she ever wants to do. That's all she ever wanted to do. And she ended up working for a travel agency. She wrote a book. She traveled, blah, 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 all that stuff. Um, and she really resented Kevin, the child she has, mm-hmm. uh, for putting a stop to that, at least for now, right? Um, right? Making it to where she can't go out and travel the world and things like that. Um, and so she kind of has a lot of contempt for Kevin. And it, it the same goes mm-hmm. from Kevin to Eva very early. Yeah, as, as a baby, all he can do is scream. Right. When she's around. Right. And then, um, anyway, so we, we, we chronicle him growing up. Right, mm-hmm. um, and their relationship just is, just gets more tumultuous and you know more cringy. You know, I yeah. mean, it's it's they hate each other, right? Um, Eva eventually has another child, a daughter, and whom she loves way more, or just loves in general because you know she doesn't love Kevin at all. Well, and 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 Celia, which is a very weird name, yeah. For a little girl, but anyway, but Celia is the complete polar opposite of Kevin. Yeah, and she's so sweet. That that little girl is so sweet. I yeah. Mm. Um, I know. I called two things that happened, but we'll get there. Um, and once we, when we jump to the present, we understand something has happened. Uh, she is no longer with her husband. She's no longer allowed to see the kids. We assume, right? Mm. Kevin is is in jail. And everyone hates her. Yeah. And everyone, meaning strangers, um, old acquaintances, everybody. Everybody knows who she is and everybody hates her. And so we're trying to piece together. We kind of have an idea, but we don't really know everything, right? Until Mm -hmm. the very end, which is how movies usually work. Yeah. And as we keep progressing through time and through her memories, we we find out he has... Um, killed several classmates at his high school and has killed his father and his sister leaving Eva alone right which is the whole point and we'll Mm -hmm. talk about that in detail and leaving her to get all of the hatred from everyone who was affected by this right Mm -hmm. Um, because he's in jail no one can yell at him right they can just yell at her Right. right and just hate her and keep reminding her what a horrible person she is and we don't really get um, a lot of why that is we assume it has a lot to do with the trial that took place <clears throat> afterward um, and you know we kind of hint at you know she was very cold and very you know um, sort of withdrawn during the trial we sort of get uh, a little piece of that when they're walking out of the courthouse. Yeah, and he says, you know, you'll lose your business, you'll lose your house. And she's like, I don't fucking care. I hate that house. I've yeah. always hated that house. Yeah, and, and while people are screaming at her and things like that. Um, well, and, and I kind of talked to my mom about it, and her theory is that because she's his mother, yes, no, they I mean, think... Always, 
you know, I think um, parents will always get blamed when something like this happens. I mean, mm-hmm. that's inevitable. But I think the amount of hatred <laughs> yeah, is a little extra. It, it's a little more, right? I think we only have one person be nice toward the entire movie, and it's one of the victims, right? Mm-hmm. Um, in that parking lot, uh, he's in a wheelchair, and, you know, he's super nice to her and just very forgiving and, you know, mm-hmm. very genuine, very nice. Uh, yeah. And she kind of doesn't know what to do with that. She's so used to being screamed at and hit, and yeah, you know. yeah. The first time, the first interaction we see is she gets hit, <sighs> and dude, I was like, Whoa, what? Whoa. And then, yeah, uh, and then I wasn't expecting that old lady, who's probably in her fifties, tell her to rot in hell, you fucking bitch. Yeah, I was like, woof. Yeah, and you know something else about Ava. And I, I think you kind of said it is that she just takes it because you know the guy who witnesses it says I'll call the police and she's like no it's fine yeah uh, same thing with the eggs same thing with everything mm-hmm. it's fine because she feels like she deserves it right no um, I mean I guess I kind of see that yeah she and that's all Kevin wanted Kevin wants her to suffer that's it yeah right? we'll, we'll get we'll here we'll get all there right, so, before I bring it up we'll get there um. It's funny because I was going to say, you know, when I when I started the movie again, it's been a while, and I was like, okay, so I remember we start with the with the tomato thing, and I was like, oh shit, no, we don't. We start with the the sprinklers and the backyard. Mm-hmm. We start with that opening the the door, the sliding glass door, mm-hmm. and um, this movie is so brilliant with using that sound bite of the sprinklers every time she's having sort of a, a tough memory of something horrible that happened that's always there right because okay. this horrible thing that happened to her uh, the the ultimate horrible thing which is her husband and daughter have been murdered um, always sits there with every other horrible memory right they're all connected mm-hmm. to her right and I also have a cool theory at least I think it's cool about his t-shirts while they're they don't fit him? Well, I think because everything is from her perspective and her memory, um, what Rain means is that, and what I mean, is um, growing up when he is, like, I don't know, eight, you know, seven or eight, mm-hmm. he wears these very, you know, recognizable T-shirts. Like, you you notice them, right? And he also wears them as a teenager, uh, which they, they obviously don't fit. He's grown two feet since then, and... Whatever, he's really lanky and they're really tight and they're really small. No. My theory is her memory... Is askewed a little bit? And she's like, I don't remember what he was wearing then, but I remember those t-shirts. So putting him in those t-shirts, you know, sort of... I think she's she's, um, combining memories. I mean, that would make sense, you know. Right. Now, I might be completely wrong, and it just means that's just his style well, or whatever. I, mean, I don't know. But well, I... I but, I mean, I mean, it makes sense because, you know, at the end of the movie, she's ironing those shirts. Yes. So she still has them. Yes. She does still have them. And so I think that they're they're the only piece of clothing she still has from him. And the only time he's not is the day he goes to school and arrows everyone to death. And when well, she takes and, him to dinner. Right. And it's that white shirt, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that those two days really stand out to her. So he's wearing something different, right? And so she re- she remembers what he wore what he wore that day. So and for sure. I mean, no, that's a, that's a, that's a really good theory. I didn't even think about that. I just figured he it was, took it took a few years for me to think about that I, because I just figured he was some weirdo who's like, man, I don't care if my belly button shows. Yeah, I'm Ezra Miller. I'm Ezra. <laughs> we should mention that uh, teenage Kevin is played by Ezra Miller. Yeah, who. 
I I genuinely think he's a he's a very good actor. He's amazing. I'm Even before seeing this, I've always felt like he's a good actor. Yeah. I think people see him as as a gimmick actor because you know he'll do those red carpet surprises. Like, oh yeah, yeah. He, like when he went to the Fantastic Beast sequel in like a little rubber dress. Yeah. He's a. Uh, He's out there. He's very adventurous with his style, and but you know. as an actor, I, I think he's I think he's great in conveying emotion. Um, he, well, yeah, yeah, I didn't like him in, and it wasn't his fault. Uh, it was Justice League. Oh yeah, I he, did. He, see Justice he League. tried so hard to to bring what they wrote as the Flash to life, and mm-hmm. what he felt like the Flash should have been. Um, I think he was a little more lighthearted, more sarcastic. Is that right? Because I've seen some clips of him in it. I go, oh, I think I'd like him in it, but I don't think I like he, the movie. He's supposed to be the comic relief. Gotcha. The best, in my opinion, the best scene is when Bruce takes them all back to the Batcave. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, he's the Flash, so he's zipping around. And then at one point, he's like in the Batmobile and like, <gasps> and like zipping around again. <laughs> and yeah, but he's, I mean, Ezra is, was a child actor as well. Really? And so... I mean, I, I could believe it. He was in a movie called After School. This was obviously way before we need to talk about Kevin. And it's a it's a mystery thriller about a murder that happens at a prep school. And it's really good. Well, I've always wanted to see Perks of Being a Wallflower. Ooh, that's really good. Um, mainly because I love Emma Watson. Yeah, of course. Um, but, you know... You know now I've that got, whole movie is phenomenal. Yeah, and isn't isn't that a, that's Logan Lerman, right? Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Anyway, uh, yeah. So Ezra Miller. Ezra Miller is phenomenal in it. Of course, so is Tilda Swinton. So is John C. Riley. Uh, and I gotta say, man, shout out to John C. Riley, yeah. dude. I I <laughs> I forget, and I'm sure most people do, that he is a real actor. Yeah. That he is not. Will Ferrell's best, not just Will Ferrell's best friend. Yeah, because we we try to at least uh, we have tried to do this before. Convincing people of this when we did Magnolia, yeah, um, you know he was also in Gangs of New York and he's was in The Aviator. He's been in a ton of stuff, right? A ton and, of not silly stuff. Right. And I think at this point he had done a string of silly stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah, because I was reading that like critics really loved the movie, but not as good as like the reviews were. Mm-hmm. So like I think it's like in the high eighties yeah. on Rotten Tomatoes, that but like sense. the reviews make it sound like it should be in the like a hundred. It should. Um, I, I, I'm one of those people. Yeah. But yeah, you know, I mean, you know, usually when you say John C. Riley, most people are like, oh, Talladega Nights? Yeah, like, most people now no. will say, you know. Oh, um, Holmes and Watson? Yeah. I have not seen that I movie. <laughs> um, but anyway, he's he's phenomenal, right? Oh, absolutely. Um, absolutely. He plays, he, he plays such a good, dutiful father. Yeah, and sort of a checked out, sort of a... I mean, there's there's that scene where he's taunting Eva with that whatever that was that kind of resembles an eyeball after um, after his sister loses her eye. Oh yeah, I, I didn't know what that was. I didn't either. I, I have no idea what it was. It's some sort of fruit vegetable. I have no idea what that is. Um, it's something you have to peel and eat. I don't know. Um, but he just says, you know, she's just got to suck it up when she's being bullied at school and he just like sort of says oh, okay yeah you're right <laughs> yeah <laughs> who does that so I he's know. sort of checked out sort of dumb I guess and uh, well and it doesn't help that you know Kevin something I learned about the movie is Kevin is very intelligent yeah um, and he knows how to play the the good hearted son to his dad yes he's very manipulative with his father right mm-hmm. um, so 
never letting his dad see that side of him that Eva sees all the time um, makes his sort of his you know anger towards Eva believable because you know it's not like he's he's dumb I mean I did say he was dumb but I mean um, he's not really because he, he's just he doesn't know I read something about like for the book the character of Franklin is supposed to be like you know the optimist mm-hmm. in everyone yeah you know but he's he's like the blind optimist yeah. he doesn't see what Ava sees no. and can't understand and he never will because Kevin won't let that happen mm-hmm. right yeah um, he he wants to turn Franklin against Eva for as long as he can. Which is kind of what happens. Yeah. You know. It is exactly. And, you know, this movie, again, I, I consider it, on a directing standpoint, to be a perfect movie. Like, I would agree. Um, I mean... The, because the way it's laid out, we just assume he has divorced her or something. And she's yeah. living on her own. And because of that little voicemail at the beginning and... Or, you know, let's talk. Right. Just and, us, not the kids. And then, you know, the, can you please come home? You know, I miss you, blah, 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 that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, all the while, she's wearing his T-shirt, which we should have noticed. Well, I, yeah, I didn't notice it until we see him in it. Mm-hmm. And I'm like... Because he's in it at the very beginning, when they're uh, out in the rain or whatever. Well, we see her in it first. Right. And then we get the flashback, and the, yeah, they're in the and rain. he's wearing it then, and he's wearing it when he's putting the little bassinet together and mm-hmm. he's, he wears it a few times so we know it's his shirt right yeah and we see her wear it all the time is, is it that that spoon feeding that you don't mind um it's because they're spoon feeding us that information like hey that's his shirt pay yeah, attention yeah it's yeah I don't mind it at all because yeah. to me it's not spoon feeding it's just clever it's like a subconscious thing. Like, yeah, hey. it's like, yeah, look what she's wearing. Right. 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 And look what he's wearing. So I, I do want to talk about the beginning just really quickly. Then okay. we can kind of get back into kind of, I mean, I don't know. We can do we this were. for hours, by the way, because this movie is so dense and there's yeah. so much to talk I about. I do want to talk about the beginning because okay. the beginning, the, the very beginning, well, after we see the, the door. The door. Okay. The, um, the tomato festival. In Spain, I think. That kind of threw me. Okay. So... Because I was trying to figure out where to place that in the timeline. So did that happen, I'm assuming, after the trial? But then... No, 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 no. That Wait, that happened when, that when happened, she had to go away. Um, yeah, that happened before she had Kevin. This is uh, when she is dating Franklin. Um, so when he... That voicemail saying, please come home. I miss you. I want you to come back. Please don't leave again. She went off on her own to Spain without Franklin, right? Oh, uh, okay. And then when she comes back, then that's when they have Kevin, right? Is gotcha. my understanding. Um, okay. And so this that's the happiest memory she's got, is being in Spain uh, during that tomato festival. Right. See, the reason why it kind of threw me is because then when so she's red. going in for the job interview, we see her pick something out of her hair. It's the paint. It's the red paint from her uh, from her house. Oh, because some dripped on her. Yeah, or it was in the car, right? Because it's all over her car. It's all over the house, which I loved. We are tracking her taking off the paint from the house, sort of like it is. It's her trying to rid herself of all this guilt, right? Right. But instead, we're visually seeing it as her getting this fucking paint off her house. 
Yeah. Right. No. Yeah. See, I, I kind of I started to suspect that, especially when she's doing the um, patio, mm-hmm. and then she pours the water on it. We see the white paint on the patio. I was like, I feel like the director is showing us that she's scrubbing her conscience. She's just, she's trying so hard to separate herself from this horrible thing that's happened that mm-hmm. she is sort of responsible for. Right. Yeah. Or at least that she feels she's responsible for. The audience kind of does too at this point. I uh, didn't feel like she was no? responsible. No. Really? You know, I mean, because like... Maybe... She's not... I mean, I don't, I don't think... You know, she's a hundred percent responsible. That's ridiculous. No. I just think she's maybe twenty percent. <sighs> okay, I'll give you that. Okay. Yeah. Now, now I'm thinking about it. Yeah. I mean, you know, because I understand that when you have kids, your dreams got have to be put on hold, right? Because you have to raise this new life that you brought. But yeah, her animosity towards Kevin when he's a baby is very clear and present, especially when. Franklin catches her saying that you know, you know she was if, happy before you got here. That was, I mean, that's insane to say to your child, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but it's because she never, she never made that connection with Kevin ever. Yeah, right? and it was so. You know, I think the only thing I really don't understand in the movie, and I bet you if we talk about it enough, I'll figure it out, yeah. is why she had it with her daughter and not with why. Why is that any different? I think, I think what it is. Is you know by this point Kevin's seven or eight when they have when they when yeah. she gets pregnant, and her and Kevin have been through so much back and forth. Mm-hmm. You know she broke his arm, uh, which we kind of not really skipped over, but you know no 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 because I mean we'll get we'll get to all that because that's the um, that's Kevin playing with her emotions and we'll 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 get there. But you know she broke his arm. She you know. Uh, you know, then there's the the brief time where he's affectionate towards her, which I really, really want to talk about uh, later. You know, and so by this point, I'm sure she's just tired mm-hmm. and exhausted. And so when she finds out she's pregnant again, to me at least, maybe she sees it as an opportunity to maybe I can have the relationship I should be having yeah. with my son. But with this new child, right? And she does. I screwed up with this one. This one would be better. Okay, I get that. Well, and to be honest, um, you're 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 a single. You're you're an only child. I am an only child. So I um, yeah. As as I have a brother, and so does my my wife has two siblings. My wife. Yeah. Um, yeah. The the second the second kid always gets more attention. Yeah, is that true? That's one hundred percent true. Cool. And the second kid gets away with everything. <laughs> Uh, I know my dad is listening, and I'm sure he's like, mm, yeah. No, we know he's listening again. This is the only thing keeping him around. Uh, Mr. Whalen, <laughs> we appreciate uh, your listener listenership. Um, but, you know, that's my... That, I mean, that makes perfect sense. And that probably... And it makes a lot more sense why I don't get it, right? Yeah. Um, because... It would, it would be more difficult for me to understand because, I, I don't know. I don't have siblings. You know, so. because especially when they tell Kevin, you know, which, dude... <sighs> This kid's vocabulary at seven, you know, when she's trying to discuss the birds and the bees, and he's like, is this about fucking? I'm like, yo, when did this kid know that? Yeah. Um, but, you know, and she says, uh, you know, haven't you always wanted someone around to play with? And he was like, no. You know, and now that we're talking about it, I, I figured out that uh, Lynn Ramsey had 
well, even the the book itself puts us all these red flags mm-hmm. throughout the entire movie. Yeah, like, that was a red flag. I really liked the uh, the line that Kit had in in that instance in that scene where he said, um, "I mean, just because you're used to something doesn't mean you love it. I mean, you're used, used to, to me." Oh, I was like, mm. I mean, he knows, right? And um, this is how deep this whole thing goes. So you wanted to talk about when he's sick. That's fine. We'll get there. Okay. Um, but before then, he's done this before. Uh, very brief um, and very subtle when they're rolling the ball back and forth. Mm. He doesn't do it. He doesn't do it. He does it. She gets really excited and then it stops, right? Yeah. He's giving her that little glimmer of hope and then he takes it away. He does this all the time, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so it happens again when he's sick. Yeah. Right? Which... I was kind of hoping maybe they'd talk a little bit more about how he got sick. Yeah, I don't know. I think it was just he he was he was sick, you know, yeah. really sick too. Like that's I've never been that sick. Yeah, and then you know she's reading him Robin Hood, and he's that will turn out to be a mistake. Yeah, and then you know he's showing the same kind of. I think this is the only time he lets Franklin see yes. that side. Yeah, mom's reading. Get out. Yeah. And he's like, oh, 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 oh okay. But they're both excited because Eva is finally making this connection, or she thinks. And, and then Franklin the very is excited next day. For, exactly. It's done. Now, when when she breaks his arm, um, he is actually, he's actually happy because she is finally pushed back, right? Um, yeah. We get this sort of hint of mutual respect when... Um, when she breaks his arm. Yeah, like, because, you know, we get the um, right before, the scene right before that is when she's visiting him in prison mm-hmm. and he's rubbing the scar and she's like, you remember how you got that? And he said, yeah, it's the only time you were ever honest. Yeah, and so he he liked that because now she's not pretending. She's not, you know, um, pandering. She's not, you know, whatever. Um, she's genuine, real, Fuck you, and then broke his arm. Now I really liked he didn't he didn't make a sound when he broke his arm, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, which gives you a little bit of his of his pathology <laughs> that you know he or of his psychology that you know he's yeah, he's he, different he's different than other people are. Well, and you know, and then when they go home, you know, she's apologetic because you know even the kid that age might not understand why your mother just broke your arm. Mm-hmm. And so she's apologetic and trying to explain it. And, you know, and he doesn't really say anything until they get home. Yeah. When he lies to Franklin, like, oh, I fell off the changing table. Yeah. Which we should mention, the seven-year-old refuses to be potty trained. Yes. Like, oh, man. Now, um, the... I mean, I guess we can talk about this for for a second. The the sort of old school style that she parents. So when when he's a baby, it's that Rosemary's Baby stroller. Oh, yeah. That she's got him in, which I loved. I was like, man, how did she get her hands on that thing? It's got to be either super expensive or really old. Well, they lived in New York, so I mean, that's true. Those are on every street corner. Oh yeah, of course. <laughs> um, and then she used cloth. Over the like the huggies yeah. or whatever, 
which I thought was very strange also. Because it gives it sort of an old-timey aesthetic without wasting all that fabric. Yeah. I guess. I, guess, I don't know. I don't know. It, uh, I always thought that was odd. Um, yeah. Um, but yeah, you know, but when he lies to Franklin, he knows he's got her. Yep. Because she'll never admit that he was lying. Nope. And, or because Franklin wouldn't believe her. And, and, and you really see that when she makes him, she, uh, he makes her turn off the radio because mm-hmm. they're listening to some, um, something weird. It's, I'm trying, I'm going to try not to sound racist, racist right, but it's, it's oriental music. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, tried and failed. Um, um, but anyway, you know, but he makes her turn it off and then she's like, you know, I need to run by the store really quick. Is that okay? And I'm like, you shouldn't be asking your child if that's okay. And then, you know, he says, well, I want to go home. And she's like, yeah, but I need to, and, you know, and then she sees him rubbing a scar and she's like, home it is. Yeah. Because he knows he's got her. He's got her. Okay. Um, let's see. What else did I... Well, I mean, there's so much. Um, yeah. So we can talk about... Uh, we just talked about that. <laughs> talked about the shirts. Um, okay. Let's, let's go ahead and jump to the the actual reveal of what he's done, right? So we get little glimpses, right? Yeah. Um, and we assume he just shot up the school, right? Mm-hmm. Which is silly because, you know, that would be too easy. He does it with a bow and arrow, right? In the book, it's a crossbow. Yeah. And in the book, he singles people out. Uh, in this one, he does that at the pep rally. Locks um, the doors. With the... With the bike locks. That's another red flag, dude. He he ordered 15 bike locks and then claims that, yeah, I'm going to sell them at school. Yeah. Which very, I thought was kind of funny for 2011, very topical reference of uh, John C. Riley. Next Donald Trump over here. Yeah. He does the, the, the <laughs> That means something completely different now. But, I know. Um, um, but, you know, what I really loved is, you know, when, when Eva gets the news... You know, mm-hmm. does uh, does Kevin go to whatever school it was? Gladstone. Yeah, and she's like, you know, we assume she was told, and she races over there. As soon as she sees the bike lock, she's like, Shit. she knows. And I mean, well, she doesn't know what well, happened. But she, she knows, knows he's involved. Yeah. Whatever horrible thing that's happened here, Kevin had something to do with it, right? Um, and you could you can kind of see her say, well, he was going to sell them, so maybe. So I mean, you can kind of see it go through the mind see her maybe that she was thinking. like, okay, maybe it's not him. He he said he was going to sell them. Someone bought it and used it to uh, lock the school. That's fine. Okay, that makes sense. And, and then, then of course, as soon as the firefighters cut that lock and they like, open the doors, like, there he is. And brilliantly, uh, Lynn Ramsey decides to um, instead of let's hear everyone screaming at him, let's hear what he hears, which is applause. And so we get this the sound design where we hear cheering and applause when he comes out and puts his hands up because he feels like he has just done this you know extraordinary feat. Well, you know, and he even he even he bows he bows he, uh, at the pepper rally, yeah, mm-hmm. before it begins. You know, and maybe this is just the sadistic part of me, but I was like, 
I kind of want them to show it. Well, and I love the way they did it because they... I, I do like the way they did it. Yeah. I feel like if we would have actually seen the arrows the hitting bodies, people... Or the bodies in general. I mean, we didn't... In, when he's doing it, we don't see anybody else. We just... It, yeah, it's we it's see an him. empty gymnasium, right? Mm-hmm. And we just know that it's really not an empty gymnasium. There's bodies all over that place. Yeah. Right? Well, no, I'm talking about like when he's firing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah so... so I uh, so I really actually liked that we just see his reaction of him mm-hmm. throwing it back, you know, not pulling a um, uh, Jeremy Renner and just pretending to pull it back because huh. you know that's how they do that yeah. in Marvel. He just goes, Hoop. yeah, and then no, they I mean, edit it's, in it, the it's it's a real bow and arrow. Yeah, um, um, but and I also uh, and I also really wanted them to to show us the bodies of John C. Riley. And they did. And they did. I honestly, I didn't think we'd get that. You know, um, I thought we would just get suggestions that they're both there in the backyard, and it's like, oh, okay, we're gonna see John Taylor. Holy shit, we saw the little girl too. You know? Yeah. Oh fuck. I I think it's I think I think it's because in the earlier scene, um, which I called. This is one of the things I called. Um, you know, when they're when they're having Christmas, mm-hmm. and Celia gets a guinea pig, I immediately I called. I was like. He's going to kill that fucking guinea yeah, don't pig. don't get attached to that guinea pig. He's not sticking around very long. And I just want to know... I mean, I don't, but I do. At one point, did he kill it and then stuff it in the disposal? Who knows? Well, I mean, and we assume that's what he did. Well, I mean, it is heavily suggested well, yeah. that that guinea pig is in... The disposal. The disposal. Yeah, well, yeah, because as soon as it gets clogged, I'm like, oh, shit. It's in there. And then she turns it on, and her reaction... And, and then she knows... Because, you know, she goes, oh, my God. And then she looks out the window direct. And he's making direct eye contact with her. Yep. Um, and then I called it with uh, her eye. Because, you mm. know, in one of the earlier flashbacks, yes, you see her, she eyes, is, her yes. eyes bandaged. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we, we know not to get attached to that eye. Right. <laughs> um, very early on. Yeah. Um, we know something happens to her eye. I think I read something that, like, it was... It was like he, Kevin, because we don't see him do it. No. We just assume he's responsible. And of course he is. Yeah. Yeah. That he, like, uh, that um, he said, oh, there's something in your eye. I need to clean it out. Because he was watching her. And then he. <sighs> anyway. Um, I know. It's uh, very troubling. Um, but. Uh, but yeah, no. So those are the two things I called. So I think I think with your thing of we probably weren't going to see John C. Riley or the little girls because of the guinea pig. Mm-hmm. We didn't see it, the blood and stuff no, come up. We didn't see the the guinea pig. We didn't see the 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 high school students being murdered. We did see the bodies being wheeled out. Mm-hmm. But the, most of them were covered. Right, and so just enough to see it was arrows, and just enough to be like, oh, it was coming. Um, I do have a question. Okay. About. At which point Kevin did it because he obviously waits for Ava to leave mm-hmm. the house that mm-hmm. morning. Oh, it would have been that morning. It would have been. Well, yeah. it, but it looked like John C. Riley had just come out of the shower because mm-hmm. he, he had a towel on. Yes. So, which means he was getting ready to leave. Mm-hmm. And. Yeah, so when. But Celia's still in her nightgown. Right, so when they're dancing in the kitchen in the very beginning, uh-huh. that's before he's that's before he's going to start getting ready, right? Right. Um, and so. 
I assume once he once he's in the shower, he probably um, waited for both of them to be in the house, and you know, I mean, whatever. No, it doesn't matter. It happened. I know. I, I I just I I like a tangible timeline. So, but what I really loved about that is we didn't see Eva run out there. And she slowly. Well, and then when she comes back, it's only we see her walk towards the door, and then we see her walk out. And of course, she's covered in blood and grass, and she's all wet because presumably she went out there and held them, and you know, checked them, and whatever, right? Mm-hmm. Um, well, and I gotta say, uh, it took one arrow to take that little girl down. It took three, three for John for C. John C. Riley. Riley. So for me, at least, that sort of told me that he did still hate Franklin as well. Well, I, I think I always saw it as he needed to make sure for Franklin, right? No. The little girl's going to die anyway, but um, Franklin might survive one of those, so Eva's got to be alone. Yeah, and and I read something about that. And so... You know, in the scene where they're discussing divorce, mm-hmm. well, I say discussing, Franklin has pretty much said, we're getting a divorce. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't blame him. <laughs> um, I read somewhere that said that one of the reasons why Kevin did what he did is because if Franklin got custody, which Franklin was going to go for custody, then Kevin couldn't torment Ava. Makes sense. Um, and he, he needed to find a way to make sure she is constantly in pain, mm-hmm. right? And I think it it worked until we see the end of the movie. Yes, and the end of the movie is you know one of my favorite lines is when she's a little snippy to him and she's like you know a little sarcastic and she's like going to a big school making you nervous and he's like nervous. <laughs> what are you talking? You know he's he. And just can't believe she's being sarcastic to him right now. Well, <laughs> He's like, and, I'm about to go to super maximum security prison. <laughs> well, and I and I love that for the first time in the movie, we finally see him scared. Yeah, he's terrified. You know, and he, he's, he's beaten down. He's got bruises all over his face. They've shaved his head. And he's... We finally see him scared. And I was like, yes. And I think that Eva is also excited. And that's why she, she wanted to kick him while he's down. But, here, but here's my theory, too. Because I read, uh, I read this part about the book, is that deep down, she does love him. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, well, I, and that's I why that. she recreated his room. Yes. Now, I I loved that reveal that because um, we see her painting blue the walls, and yeah. we just assume repainting her house because it's a shithole. Yeah, it is. <laughs> it's a really terrible house. And then, then they how the, and I and I like how they revealed it is she's ironing his shirts mm-hmm. and then folding them and I'm and my first thought was maybe that's all she could get like this is just stuff that yeah this is all she could get and then when she takes it up there and puts it in I was like and it's oh it's pretty close to the room I mean it, it can't be exact because it's not you know as nice of a house yeah um, but it it almost made me think that is that the master bedroom also because you know yeah because she's been sleeping on the couch yeah it might be the only bedroom in the house mm-hmm. and uh, she just recreated his room. Do you think it's because she, in case he ever gets out? I don't know. I know it's a lot of guilt, right? Um, probably. Yeah, uh, I would assume, right? Um, 
one of one of my favorite moments. I mean, the entire movie's full of this. Um, is when the Jehovah's Witnesses come to the house. Oh, I love that. <laughs> and because she's freaking out because you don't know who those people yeah, are. Yeah, they're in suits. Right. She goes, oh, they got briefcases. You know, and then she just says, oh, thank God. Oh, no, I'm going straight to hell. <laughs> she already knows. You know, she's like, I, you know, internal damnation, all of it. So, yeah. thanks for asking. <laughs> you know, um, and it's sort of, you know, that's where she's at, right? Especially at that time, because when we, when we first see Eva in this present day, right, mm-hmm. Um Someone has thrown paint all over her house and in car. her car. Yeah. Um, well, and like the older next door neighbors are like following her because mm-hmm. then they follow her to her eventual job. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, when people are, or you know, I I always think of it as it's just a small community. I because I, they used to live in New York, now they don't. Right, they live in sort of a suburb esque uh, place. Yeah outside of New York that's very small um, because again everyone knows who she is and everyone seems to know her on a personal level not just hey that's that that's that woman whose son killed all those people yeah well yeah and um, especially uh, at the Christmas get together dude I was not expecting that I I wasn't either I knew that that guy was really trying to get with her yes which is odd because you know I mean I I thought that was a weird direction for the movie to go, but no. then when it ended up going, yeah. the way it did it go? Oh, that makes sense. Yeah, you because know, you know, so he's trying to get her to dance because he knows if if she dances with him, she'll get a little bit more relaxed, and then he can make right. his move. And she's like, "No," uh, I think tells him no twice, and she's not being mean about it. She's like, "No, I just don't she's, dance." I mean, she's being very polite, and she's just you know, she doesn't want to be the center of attention. She doesn't want you know, it's crazy. She's even there in the first place. Yeah, it to me. And then, so when he takes off his little antlers, I was suspecting that he was just going to accept defeat and leave. But he, he does accept, accept defeat, but then decides to get one little jab yeah. in mm-hmm. and tells her that, oh, dude, I was like, oof. She, it's, it's another one of those things where she can't win, ever. Um, yeah, where he says, uh, who would want you now? Uh, you know. Yeah, and then he calls her like a bitch or whatever. I don't yeah. Know. And I mean, where do you get off, you stuck up bitch? Yeah. Yeah. And she and she's just so like mortified because you know, with I guess with how nice he's been. Right. And she, you know, she thought this was a safe place, right? Mm-hmm. Except for there's a moment where she's working late and the the janitor or the whatever maintenance guy seems to know who she is also. I think you I want to say he was the same guy who saw her when she was trying to get out of the old, like, in the flashback. That makes sense. Could be. He, he had to have known who she was because he waits for her to leave. Mm-hmm. Right? He almost, you know, non-verbally says, get the fuck out, you know? Yeah. Yeah, because she turns around wanna, and sees I don't him. I look at you, right? Yeah, she turns around and sees him, saves what she's doing, grabs her shit and leaves. And gets out, right? Yeah. Because, you know, and then he starts working again. It follows her out with his eyes, making sure she's going to leave. Yeah. Um, you know, which, again, very small, intimate community that they live in, and that she still lives in, by the way. Maybe it's just hard for her to get it out. It must be. Yeah. Um, you know, because... You know, well, what, because she still needs to be there to visit Kevin, yeah. right? That makes sense. Yeah, well, Yeah, because once you're in the burbs, man, you're stuck there. Yeah. Um, I do want to talk about... Uh, before I forget it, because I am about to lose it, is um, 
when she tries, mm-hmm. when she wants to take him out. Yeah. Okay. Um, which that scene as a whole is very, very uncomfortable. Because she's working over here in the kitchen, and he's making a jelly sandwich, which was kind of psychopath doesn't put peanut butter. No, I don't know. He loves jelly. I mean, I couldn't well, put dude, peanut butter. He slathers. It's a lot of and then, jelly. And then intentionally, like this is another food rant, like with the salt, intentionally pushes down yes. the top bread to... Sp- it's a lot of red, like, right? Again, I think it goes with that the, the red theme. But like, it's just like, you know, like, like I'm a connoisseur of jelly. I love jelly. But like, why would you, it's wasteful. Yeah. And then you have nothing to, then like, you have to use your finger oh boy. to clean it. Like, there's no bread Ladies anymore. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm so sorry. I had no idea he was going to be like this about jelly. I salt, didn't know about the jelly thing. Salt and jelly, man. Like, Listen, you got to give me a list or something of these. It's just that. Oh, okay. It's those two things? Just those right. two things. Don't salt things that are already salty. <laughs> and don't waste that much jelly. God damn. <laughs> oh, I mean, granted, it was strawberry jelly. That's my least favorite jelly, but still. Oh, thank God. Uh, could you imagine if it was one of his favorites? Oh, dude, if it was jelly? grape jelly. Jelly, I, I'd have to call up Lynn Ramsey and be like, cut this scene out. Oh, man. This movie's nine years old. Cut it out. I love that you're so mad about that. Okay. Anyway. So, but, no, but I do I do appreciate that she she tries she tries to try. She does. Um, and, you know, when she's trying because she knows that he's sort of, you know, mean, <laughs> I guess. And so she tries to be mean to someone else with him so he could be in on it. You know, with the with the heavier guy. Oh yeah, and when she makes fun the, of fat people, right? Yeah, yeah. And when he's like, "That's kind of mean," and she's like, "Yeah, you're one to talk." And he's like, well, "I wonder where I got it from." Right. Yeah. And you, and you kind of think that maybe that's what's going to be their dynamic, that they're going to just harp on people together. Well, she tried, yeah. and then he won't let her do that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you know, there's the the scene at the restaurant after he's ruined his appetite. Of course. Oh yeah, which. I mean, the whole thing is just a big fuck you, mom, you know? Yeah, we're, yeah, because it starts to rain. And he's like, so what now? And she's like, well, we're going to go home. It's so uncomfortable. I, you know, I fast forward sometimes when I, when I watch this movie again, I will fast forward through some of the eight-year-old stuff. Yeah, and some then of that was really uncomfortable. I fast forward that, that part also. Because I'm like it's, it makes me so uncomfortable. I, I can't handle it. You know. Oh well, and I and I like that she. Even I watched brings, it this time, but uh, well, I like that she even brings it up when she's like, "Why didn't you change your shirt?" Because you know he's wearing one of those tight shirts, and he's like, "I kind of missed what she said." Oh, uh, uh, she said you just um, you just always want to be uncomfortable or whatever. Yeah, something like you won't allow yourself to be comfortable. Um, but uh, but yeah. And I also like that reveal when, like, she comes downstairs and she's all ready and she sees him. And she's like, oh, okay. And he turns around <laughs> with what? And I also want to know what kind of food they keep in this household because that's a full rotisserie chicken that yeah. he's consuming. Yeah. Like a fucking carnivore. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, turns around and a mouthful of chicken and is just like, oh, I was hungry. And, and, I, and I do like the line, um, I'm a growing boy. And you're just like you, you fuck. Yeah, and so when they get to the uh, the restaurant, it is uh, also the visual thing of them putting things in a row. So she does it with um, 
with egg. The eggshells when the she's... Eggshells. He does it with his fingernails and with the uh, the bread. He's rolling them into balls and putting them in a row. Well, then he's also stacking them, too. There's a, there's a lot of parallels between the two of them, kind of like that, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Uh, I didn't like seeing... Th- so, <laughs> I noticed there's a lot of stuff with mouths in this yeah. movie. A lot of close-up of people's mouths. Especially his mouth. Yeah. Like, I hated seeing him biting off his fingernails. Of course, obviously, I know those were probably pre... I mean, maybe. Yeah, because, I mean, they're, they're perfectly... Yeah. Um... <laughs> Yeah, curved. As someone who bites their nails, to do that with your teeth is very difficult. So. Yeah, to to get that perfect, you you need a, a nail clipper. Nail yeah. clipper for that. Um, but yeah, uh, but no, dude, that whole dinner scene is so, in my opinion, very intense. Yeah, it because is. Right. he's like, you no, know, because she's trying to, you know, meet in the middle, mm-hmm. or at least she thinks she's meeting in the middle. You know, how's school going? fine like do you want to see my course schedule and just starts railing into her about like oh do you want to know what kind of bands i'm listening to now do you like is this the part of the dinner where like yeah and amy he just goes through all the you know the which is sort of the direction she was going the sort of typical you know out of the loop parent wanting to asking general questions like no school today you know i mean it's it's such bullshit right yeah she doesn't care and he knows it Right. Yeah, yeah, right around dessert after you suck down a bottle of wine, you're going to ask me about drugs, which is going to lead you to say that you've experimented with drugs. And it's just and she's just sitting there just shocked. Yeah. I mean, she is the one that ordered a bottle of wine, but that's not that's neither here nor there. That's here. That's <laughs> and apparently there. that's like all she drinks, oh, by yeah. the way, because that's all we see her drink mm-hmm. throughout the entire movie. The only time she doesn't have a glass of wine with her is when she's at work. Yeah. Because <laughs> you can't drink at work, right? Yeah. She could probably find a clever way to do it. Um, um, I There's a small scene in the movie that makes you really feel bad for Eva, and that's when her mom calls on Christmas. Oh, yeah. And that's where we get the, the flashback to when he got the bow and arrow, and where she or the, the little girl got the guinea pig. No. And, you know, obviously her, her mother doesn't have any idea how she's living, Uh doesn't know how unbelievably lonely she is, doesn't know anything. Mm-hmm. I mean, she probably just knows what's going on with Kevin, but that's it. Yeah. Yeah, because she's, she's trying to get her mom off the phone. And it's, the, and it's, and it's strange because we, we see the flip side. Instead of her being represented as a parent, she is now being represented as a child because she's talking to her mom mm-hmm. right and she's trying to get her mom off the phone yeah and you know bangs on the post oh, oh they're here oh, oh my god oh, here. Right. she's keeping her parents at arm's length also yeah so i mean that could have something to do with why she is the way she is you know and so i really want to talk about two scenes that kind of in my opinion not necessarily parallel but they they interconnect mm-hmm. and it's the computer and the final scene of the movie. Okay. And so, you know, after the dinner, you know, we're, we're still in this flashback and she's snooping through his room. You know, I saw it as, you know, normal parent stuff. Just trying to see if if he acts like a normal the, kid. The most... Organized? Organized room I've ever seen. I know, dude. Um, like, like I, I've known people that organize their room like that, but... <laughs> 
had a mental note to myself. How his bed is tucked. Yeah. I was like, that's the bed of a psychopath. Okay. I mean. Like, I like to at least somewhat keep my, like, the sheets. A nice little parallel, by the way, of the house that Jack built. Because that's how he keeps his beds. Oh, yeah. See, right. I was right. It's yeah. the fucking bed of a psychopath. Mm-hmm. Who who tucked, like, um, I'm going to go off again. But, you know, then she's looking through his uh, mix CDs. I was like, like, wow. I haven't seen those in a while. I have a lot of those. Still. It's all about playlists now. Yeah, it is. Um, but, uh, you know, she says, found, finds one that says, I love you. Mm-hmm. And so I had a suspicion, like, okay, maybe he does have some shred of humanity. And so he's made this, you know, mix CD for some girl. Then Ava loads it in her computer, and it's a virus. It's a and computer virus, yeah. crashes her computer, and she immediately knows. And as soon as she returns it, you know, Kevin knows. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He knows where everything is in that room. Yeah, and he's he like, gonna notice. Uh, like, your computer's fucked, isn't it? And she's like, yeah, it's fucked. <laughs> and, um, and the reason why I want to talk about that is his is when she asks him, why would you have that? And he says, you know, I collect them. Well, what's the point of it? There is no point. That's the point. Um, and so when she goes and asks him why he, he it, did the horrible thing he did and he two said, years prior. Yeah, and he says, I used to think I knew. And now I'm not so sure. Right. Because there's no point. Or maybe there wasn't then. and you Maybe know, he's realized now. Or... Yeah, I mean, obviously, he is now really reevaluating because now he's scared, like we had mentioned earlier mm-hmm. that, you know... Because, you know, he yeah. was tried as a minor because he was 16 when it happened, and now he's 18, legally an adult, and is now being moved to... <sighs> big boy prison. The big house. They get shipped in the joint. Yeah. And again, that's where I get my favorite line, the going to a big school making you nervous. <laughs> and I don't know, he it's just so, looks at it's her. It's so mean. <laughs> <laughs> it's so mean. And that's the proudest I've, I I am at Ava the whole movie, right? It's because she, yeah, yeah, she finally, she finally gives him a stab. Yeah. You know, the whole movie, he's, he you just, know. She just takes it mm-hmm. all day, every day. You know, and Tilda Swinton is a phenomenal actress. Yes. Uh, it was very strange to hear her speaking in an American accent. Yeah. Because the majority of movies I've seen her in, she speaks in her normal British accent. Mm-hmm. But uh, I thought she did amazing. She is great. And there's another little thing in the movie where she sort of has this nonverbal connection with another mom at the prison. Right. Yeah. Or at the jail. Or, or yeah, yeah. Another, another person visiting someone. Yes. Yeah. Where they're hysterically crying, and she just reaches over and mm-hmm. holds their hand. Yeah, that's I, it. I mean, I, and you know what? I they they cut, and I honestly I don't think they spoke at all. No, uh, no. That's how I'd like to think about it. The most dialogue I would say is the sounds that woman's making. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, crying just. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, because she obviously knows what that's like. To yeah. be there, and it seems like that might be the first time that she's visiting or whatever. Anyway, we're probably reading too much into that, but I really like that. I no, like read, that she is read into everything. I, I like that she is trying to make a connection with someone else. Right, right. Um, and I do want to mention the very final scene that we see of the movie is her hugging Kevin, mm-hmm. and we can clearly see that it is 
a bit of a motherly hug. It's genuine, and it's genuine on both sides. Um, Kevin is legitimately afraid mm-hmm. and vulnerable. For right? the first time. First time we've seen. Yeah. Right? Um, I think maybe the only other time was when he was sick that one time. Yeah. If, you, if we can call that genuine as well, who knows, right? Yeah. That could have been a ploy as well maybe Maybe. yeah yeah but um but yeah you know i yeah i read about that part in the book and uh in the book it's revealed that she does genuinely love kevin Mm -hmm. even uh, under all the animosity towards each other yeah she does love him um and i think i think the movie really said that without saying it Mm -hmm. you know with her recreating his bedroom yeah kind of as almost a way of when you get out, you have you have your room. Or, you know, which, it, yes, because he will be out soon, in a few years. Yeah, she said, yeah. You, it's not like he's there forever, which is insane in and of itself. Yeah. Uh, that he's not there for the rest of his life. Yeah. <laughs> or I at think, least on death row. Uh, you know, is it, well, it's in New York. They don't. I don't know New York laws, right? But I, I, thought, I do. I, they don't have the death penalty. Yeah. But I mean. But yeah, well, I think it's because he was tried as a minor. Yeah. But. He had a really good lawyer. Yeah. Well, I mean, the lawyer did say, like, if you do this, yeah, I will need to rewatch it. Yeah, because um, that part's really quick. But you do see that woman in a lot of other scenes that... Uh, the same woman that breaks her breaks eggs. Breaks her eggs, yeah. Yeah. And my thing is, you know, we kind of kind of scathed over that scene. But when she's grocery shopping, she sees the woman. She, We have that quick flashback. If she knows who that is. Yeah. And she ducks behind uh, an aisle and leaves her... Uh, Which, of course, is canned tomatoes. And it's a deep red. And, of course, it says uh, Miss Ramsey's yeah. tomato soup, right? Yeah, I, I read that, that yeah. today. But, you know, my thing is she should have just taken her cart with her. I, thought, I think, but I thought about that today because um, I think about it all the time. <laughs> when I watch the movie, I go, why did... It's because that would have taken too long. I think to whip the car around, and it also would have made too much noise. Uh, and she mm. doesn't want to be noticed at all. That's true. And but I, she and was I'm, clocked before she left. So yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure that lady saw her way before she, mm-hmm. before Ava saw her. Yeah. Um, yeah, man. Um, I'm, I'm definitely gonna have to rewatch it. Mm-hmm. But like I said, it it'll be a while. It just bummed me out. So like after it was over, I was like, wow, it was really good. I need something to like. <laughs> like bring my spirits back See, up again. See, I'm the exact opposite because when I when I watch these sort of movies, especially the first time, um, I'm grinning ear to ear. With um, uh, Requiem, I was like that. With this one, I was like that. With I mean, American History X, I was like. I mean, I'm just I I'm just so excited that someone is willing to not sugarcoat anything, right. and it is what it is. Well, and you know, and I don't know, I, I'm, and, I'm I, and I, I do just, appreciate. I get excited. Yeah, and I, and I do appreciate it because you said it before we started recording. I do appreciate that you know she wasn't afraid to bum out the audience. No, and that's not why I was bummed. Like I was talking to someone about it, and they're like, "Oh, bad ending." I was like, "No, great movie." Yeah, I was like, "But the content in it bummed me out." Yeah, <laughs> like when I was telling my mom, um, you know, and as, as I told you, she's she was like, "I'm never gonna see the movie." Just telling her about a brief overhaul of the whole movie. She was like, yeah, I'm really bummed now just <laughs> hearing this. I'm like, well, you need to watch it. Yeah, I don't... Like, uh, just me telling you, yeah, it's going to bum you out, but you need to see it. Yeah, Jeremy picks aren't usually uh, of the lighthearted variety. Well, I um, mean... 
Yeah, sometimes I mean, we agree on stuff. I mean, sometimes. Um, I really, no, I, I really loved at the at the end though. We get that that POV of her leaving the prison, which we had which we had seen before, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and this one, of course, just closes out the movie. Um, and I did like that's something I really like that there's no uh, end credits music. It no. just the credits just start. Yeah. Uh, once the Washington Phillips song sort of wraps up, there's nothing else, mm-hmm. right? Uh, I'd only ever seen that in American Sniper, which, which is the most vivid one I can remember in the audience, because it, it made a difference because you could hear people sniffling in the audience uh, from American Sniper, because there's no music, so you can hear everything yeah. that's going on in the theater. You just I never saw that movie. <laughs> I mean, it's it's fine. It's good. I uh, I it's, mean, like it's not. I mean, I don't know. I heard it was great. I mean, didn't Bradley Cooper almost get an Oscar for that one? Should have, because um, he was really good in it. Well, wasn't he? He wasn't the first pick, right? For Chris Kyle? No, I don't know anything about that movie, but... um, I've wanted to see it, but... here. So here's my thing. I don't think I've ever told you this. I don't... I don't watch things that are too hyped up. So, like, for example... I've never seen Gravity. Never will see Gravity. Mm. Because of how hyped up it was. Mm. How many Oscars it won. But the main thing is how hyped up it was. No one would shut up about it. Everyone kept talking about it and talking about it. Same thing with American Sniper. Well, I don't. I may see American Sniper and Gravity at some point, but right hey. now, I'm like, mm, it's mm. too hyped. Well, I mean, the only reason I brought it at all is the, you know, well, there's, there's, yeah. there's no in-credit music, right, right, which, right. you know, I, I really like, you know. Yeah, I did like that for this one is that it, you know, we we get her, the, her shot of her leaving the prison, the song wraps up, and then bam, it just... Ends. Now, first off, amazing choice of music throughout the whole movie. Oh, absolutely. Right? Um, like I mentioned last week, it is the, the juxtaposition yeah. Yeah. from a sort of up-tempo music. I mean, with the exception of Washington Phillips, but um, it's because the Washington Phillips song is titled um, uniquely. Yeah, it's titled... Um, uh, mother's last word to her son. Yeah. So that obviously is important. Yeah. Well, and you know, and I think, I think the thing with hereditary versus this one is, you know, Ari Aster ends it with a, you know, very upbeat song. Song. Yeah. As we're at this one, there's a lot of upbeat songs woven through, mm-hmm. even in the serious moments. Oh yeah. You know, like there's a lot of it's a, it's a lot of really um, old country. Mm-hmm. Um, and I forgot the guy's name. I should remember, but I don't. Um, because his songs are there's three of them that are in the movie. Yeah. Uh, there's ham and eggs. There's I mean, and again, these are these are very silly. Hang on, because um, I have it. On my he, phone. He's got a playlist. I do. Like I said, it's all about this playlist now, man. Yeah. Um, Lonnie Dunnigan. Yeah, Dunnigan. I guess Lonnie Dunnigan. Um, Dude, all, the, all those nobody's Lonnie. child, um, Moleskinner Blues, and Ham and Eggs. So those are those are the three that are in the movie. Um, yeah. And also we got some um, Buddy Holly, Buddy Holly. We have uh, the Beach Boys, um, and so I mean these don't these don't say this is a movie about a guy who you know <laughs> yeah. kills all these people. And- I want to say I said it in a previous episode. Where the music here, yeah, doesn't match the tone of the movie, because most movies like this get you know very, you know, deep cellos and very mm-hmm. somber music to fit the tone of the movie, and yeah. I think and I think having more upbeat music 
and having that ju- juxtaposition makes the movie work so much better. I agree. You know, like with Joker, for instance, yes, the music very somber and it oh, works for that so film. Good. Yeah. I think if they would have, I think if Todd Phillips would have done this with Joker, I don't think it would have landed the same way. Yeah, I haven't been able to figure out why I like it here, but I wouldn't like it in other places. I, I don't know why. I, I couldn't I, I think I think it's because... I think it also goes back into the direction of the movie. I mean, because mm-hmm. every... Much like a... And I'm going to compare it to kind of... Not necessarily to a specific movie, but kind of like a Stanley Kubrick, mm-hmm. where every frame is, yeah. is gorgeous. It's... And methodically is, put together. Yeah. It, and, you know, this is the first Lynn Ramsey movie I've seen. Mm. I definitely am going to watch um, You Were Never Really oh, Here. That was Because I know that's on Prime. Amazing. <laughs> shout out to Amazon Prime. Yeah. Shout $14 out to a month. <laughs> <laughs> or I think it's $100. Um, uh, oh, no. I only pay for just oh, the... you just do the month? Just the entertainment part of it. Oh, okay. Uh, but no, yeah. Um, but, you know, every frame of the movie, I was like, wow, it's so gorgeous. And it is uh, very similar in You Were Never Really Here. It's the... it's the Very... Same. Everything is so methodical and very intentional. Okay. Nothing's there for filler, just like this one. Yeah. Yeah, you know, even... even you know, close-ups of, like, you know, the scene where he's smashing the Fruity Pebbles mm-hmm. with his fingers... You know, I think in, an, in another movie that people would be like, oh, we don't care about that. But I think yeah. for this movie, it's like we're really seeing him and how he doesn't care. Mm-hmm. You know, like, I don't. Yeah, it's it. And, it, and, you know, he's sort of almost distracting himself because he's really nervous about going to school and killing all those people. <laughs> As yeah. one would be, you know, nervous. Yeah. I'm, you know, it's kind of interesting you say that because right before I think Ava leaves... She says, are you feeling okay? Yeah, because he, he doesn't said, look like he's feeling okay. And he says, oh, never better. He's Because he's getting he's getting pumped. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's... And obviously, he's, he's nervous, but he's not going to not go through with it. He's going to go through with it. He's just, you know, getting the butterflies before he goes and does his big routine, you know? And he mm-hmm. sees himself as a performer, and, you know, when he's bowing and hearing yeah. the... The, the applause and the cheering when he walks out, you know, when he gets arrested. Yeah. The, yeah, so the movie the movie was awesome, man. I I really did enjoy it. Um, you know, it bummed me out, but mm-hmm. I definitely, I, I would give it a rewatch. Ashley really wants to read the book. Um, I have it on um, Audible. Audible, yeah. Mm. Shout out to Audible. Oh, shout out to Audible. <laughs> um, but uh, she really wants to read the book. Um I told her she should watch the movie. She's like, yeah, but I want to read the book first. And I think since the book and the movie are they're pretty, they're pretty close. so close, I think she'll really enjoy it. The same thing kind of happened with, um, you know, Apple. Do you have Apple TV Plus? I have Apple. I have Apple TV. Um, I, I can watch the free stuff. <laughs> well, um, well, they released a trailer for their new show, Defending Jacob, uh-huh. uh, which looks really good. I don't know about that. It's got Chris Evans. Um J.K. Simmons and Jaden Martell. You know, he played young Bill Dembro in uh, There we it. go. Okay. Um, and what it is, it's it's about, uh, I think Chris Evans is a an attorney, uh, like a, a prosecutor or a cop or something, and they're investigating the death of this kid mm-hmm. and come to find out they find a print that matches his son. Mm. And the whole thing is them trying to un- of- undercover uncover the truth of what happened. 
Okay. And, like, the trailer looks great. Um, and what's funny is I was showing Ashley that. She's like, oh, I wanted to read this book, too. <laughs> and I was like, I was like, well, you better read it before the show starts in April. So, like, you better I mean, get she on. she got them. Yeah. But, yeah, no, uh, I love the movie. Um, I definitely, you know, when the world is no longer on lockdown, I'll go track it down somewhere and buy it. Or yeah. I just may just buy it on Amazon. Yeah. Yeah, I have a I when I bought it when it first came out, uh-huh. you know, I'd had it for a while and then I found um a really cool copy of it where it was like a fold out thing and Is it one of those things you showed me that you found at Entertain Mart? Um or is it like that? I mean, it's it's not the the metal ones, right? Mm-hmm. Um but I did find it there, by the way. Um and it's a Blu-ray DVD or whatever, but when you open it, it's got uh, the daughter's uh, drawings inside. Oh, that's cool. And, you know... Very morbid. Oh, yeah. And when you fold it, to, when you unfold it just the first time, it's half of Eva's face and half of Kevin's face. And when you put them together, it makes one face, but, you know, it's... That's, that's pretty it's cool. It's very cool. And so I, I... It's really... I'm really happy to have that. Uh, you know... You know, it kind of makes me think, you know, we mentioned last week that the title was referenced in a Supernatural season. Yes. A season premiere called We Need to Talk About Kevin. And the whole point of that episode is they're trying to track down their prophet, Kevin. Kevin. uh, Because um, Dean ended up in purgatory. Dean. Uh, oh, no. I've seen it. Spoilers. Yeah, no, I've, I've seen that season. Uh, and <laughs> while he was in purgatory, he expected Sam to just... Keep doing what he was, what they've always been doing, but um, Sam decides, uh, I'm not gonna do that anymore. Yep. I'm gonna go settle down in uh, Kermit, Texas. <laughs> I mean, why wouldn't you? Have um, you ever been? It's great. <laughs> Kermit, Texas, that suspiciously looks like uh, Canada. Um, yeah. And then, you know, Dean obviously gets out of purgatory, and Sam has lost Kevin. And they need to find Kevin, um, which R.I.P. Kevin dies. Oh, um, R.I.P. But uh, but no, I just think it's you know like I mentioned last week that most of the titles, mainly after season three, when Dean goes to hell. Um, yeah, Dean can't catch a break. Well, neither. And all three of them, all, both of them have they they both been to heaven, they have both been to purgatory, and they both been to hell. Yeah. Um, of course, the heaven episode was a fake out because they die at the beginning and then they end up coming back at the very end. Yeah. But uh, anyway, shout out to Supernatural. Um, R.I.P. Because the R.I.P. Supernatural. Yeah, Supernatural's about to end. Yeah. Final oh, season. That's going to be really sad. Of course, I, well, I'm I think like, the final episode already premiered. I'm like three seasons behind. So. Oh, so am I. I'm. I'm when. I just gave up. I don't know. I'm when uh, Jack is born. Okay, I I think I got a little bit further, and then I and then I quit. And then yeah, so I'm when Jack is born, and Dean doesn't know what to do, because Dean Dean sees him as Lucifer's spawn. Right. Which I mean, he's not wrong. Which uh, sidebar? I also started the Lucifer show. Oh, gross! No, I'll never um, watch that. If it wasn't <laughs> if it wasn't DC, I probably wouldn't watch it. But it's, it's actually pretty good. I mean, but that it's, is great. But it's also based on comics. So. Oh, okay. Well, that makes sense. Yeah. But, um, hey, Ray, what are we going to do next week? So I've been thinking about this a lot. Mm. All day today. All day today. All eight hours that I've been sitting in front of my computer. Um, and I wanted to do something good. Mm-hmm. 
Also wanted to do something to, to lighten up after this uh, mm-hmm. this serious episode. And I kept going back and forth. I even stared at all my movies for a good uh, 20 minutes, trying to decide on something. Mm-hmm. And it finally hit me. We should do Office Space. Okay. So that was going to be this week, but oh, we're going to push uh, it, but we're going to do next week. Um, because, you know, I've wanted to do a comedy for a while, mm-hmm. and a good... Yes, now I will say... Great comedy. The... I will say Office Space is my go-to. I need some. I need something light. I need something to feel good. I need something that I love, and that is Office Space. And, and that's because Mike Judge is the fucking man. I agree in this instance because Office Space again is one of my favorite comedies um, of all time. It, dude, it's. I mentioned that to some people a few months back. I was like, yeah, man, you know, it's just like Office Space. I don't even know what we're talking about. I just wanted to shoehorn in Office Space, and someone goes. What's office space? And I was like, excuse me? Ooh. And they're like, yeah, what's office space? I was like, um, uh, the best movie about work you'll ever see. Yeah, that's true. And I was like, Jennifer Aniston has the one line that we've all wanted to say to our bosses, but <laughs> don't have the balls to do it. And if you haven't seen it, I'm not going to spoil it. Here's the- my flair right there. Yeah. Uh- <laughs> uh, I have always wanted to have a, a next-door neighbor uh, like, uh, like Peter has. Ah, um, oh, shit. Um, hey, man. Oh, fuck. Hang on. Uh, hang on. Don't come to me. Oh, no. Uh, hey, Peter, man. Check Lawrence. Out, check out Channel 9. Check out this chick. Damn it. Lawrence, <laughs> if you just want to talk to me, come over. All right, man. And he just... Whoa. I love it. I, 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 Lawrence also has the greatest answer to what would you do if you had a million dollars and... Two chicks at the same time. Two chicks at the same time. <laughs> That's the best. And P- <laughs> movie's so good. Um, <laughs> Office Space. All right. I'll, I'll, it's it, and it's got such a good cast. You know, you got Diedrich Boehner as Lawrence. You got, um, oh shit, I can't remember Peter's name. I just had it. And I lost it. Uh, Family Guy's got a great joke about that. He goes, uh, he goes, hey, our son's an actor. He's like, oh, yeah, who is he? Oh, man. Uh, he was in Office Space. He was Ron in, Livingston. Yeah, it's Ron Livingston. <laughs> it's like running into Ron Livingston's parents. <laughs> and they're like, oh, he was like the main guy in Office Space. He was also in the, he was in Band of Brothers. Oh, what's his name? It's like, is your son Ron Livingston? Yes. <laughs> that is going to drive me crazy all day. Thank you. Yes, our son's name is Ron Livingston. Um, <laughs> Dude, uh, I'm going to be honest. I haven't seen him in much since. I saw him in one other movie, uh, Dinner for Schmucks. Oh, man. That was and a long plays, time ago. He plays the asshole. That was a really long time ago. He I know, was dude. in a season or was, so was, was, of Boardwalk Empire. And he was just in a show. I don't think it's on the air anymore uh, on ABC called uh, oh, Shit. It was, it was a dramatic series Ooh. where, like, this group of friends, a friend of theirs died of cancer. That's sad. And none of them knew because they'd all been disconnected for so long. So they decided it was time to be reconnected, and, you know. Yeah, I'm trying to think of else. Right. I mean, I don't know. Um, but, you know, but then you got Stephen Root mm-hmm. um, as uh, oh, Milton. Uh, you've got um, <laughs> Gary Cole. Uh, John C. McGinley. Uh, Dr. Cox. Bob? What are the Bobs? Yeah. <laughs> I got to meet with the Bobs in five of them. <laughs> uh, they didn't run that by me. I know. They called me at home. 
But yes, uh, next week, Office Space. Office Space. That's very uh, exciting. Uh, exclusively filmed in Dallas and Austin. Yes, uh, Mike Judge is a uh, fellow Texan. So. Yes. Um, now, um, please enjoy, and I'm going to ask Randy to do the entire song, uh, please enjoy Washington Phillips um, as we close out the episode. Um, yes. Very, very powerful song. Very integral, I think, for the tone of the movie. Mm. And... Um, I mean, God, what a great way to close out. Yeah, so we uh, we hope everyone enjoyed this week. Uh, we need to talk about Kevin, and we will see you next week for Office Space. Except the way 